0: another episode of the corporate global fantasy premier league podcast my name is taylor i'm evan
1: and i'm your special guest host of the week wyatt keener wyatt
0: keener in the house what hey, a voice it oh, it's so you. good to have you on
1: yeah great to be here thank you guys for inviting me on oh gosh i didn't silence my phone i'm so sorry oh, oh we gotta start oh my gosh <laughs>
2: Why, how are
1: things going? nightmare uh how are things going they're going well uh wrapped up the semester i guess two weeks ago now and uh catching up on everything that i put off all fall along so uh watching tv currently I I, I I i was just watching uh binge watching big mouth earlier today actually which wasn't oh. something that i missed because that just came out but i'm like working yeah. my way backwards Toward the summer, so like I'm gonna start with the newest stuff, I guess. I don't know. This is there's no rhyme or reason. But I I need to watch. I like watching what people are talking about. So gotta watch Big Mouth. Then I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian. Then I'll catch up on everything else that like uh, Lovecraft Country, all that other stuff.
2: Dude, wow, you've got a lot of good shows ahead of you. What do you think of Big Mouth so far? We just watched like three episodes the other night.
1: (laughs) It's great. They uh i always feel gross when i'm watching the show but i think that's the yeah. point of it right <laughs> yeah yeah uh i think they handle this season in particular handles a lot of difficult issues very well i like what they're doing with um what's the the character that jenny slate voices missy missy yeah i like missy's plot this season a lot yeah so i won't spoil um, anything but Yeah, yeah, it's a show that I wouldn't expect to handle race with much, uh, really, at all. Considering it's just about puberty and a bunch of children, but it handles, handle, it's been handling race uh, with some great nuance, and uh,
0: I've appreciated what it's brought to the table. Nice. Uh, Big mouth sounds like has the white Keener endorsement. I give
1: it a, um, a seal of approval.
0: Nice. Uh, Wyatt, before we get into talking about the uh, Premier League and all the fixtures and what went down over the weekend with our teams, um, our listeners might know you as a member of the Corporate Global Dynasty League, which is yeah. the Fantasy Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to know about like your experience Playing fantasy football as opposed to playing fantasy soccer, like what are, how do you kind of like think about those two things? Are they pretty similar in your mind? Or are they different? What a, what's your thought process?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great comparison. Uh, I don't know what that means. It's a great comparison. Uh, it's a great contrast, is what well. really uh, another way of looking at it. Uh, because the um, you know fantasy football is the draft and trades between players like you know you can only have one player in the league so like aaron Rodgers, for example can only be played by one player whereas fantasy premier league you could have you know everyone could have dominic calvert lewin or whoever it may be so uh the strategy is definitely different working on a salary cap as opposed to just a free market exchange of players this is a free market exchange of players too what am i talking about oh no i'm lost in my own words here but um the, uh, I've been playing fantasy football for several years now, and so I'm very familiar with the strategies and um, have several established resources that I go to for um, when I need to make important decisions. Uh, fantasy Premier League, I've been playing for probably like, uh, really not too much less than i've been playing fantasy football uh i played by myself like in high school for a year or two and then in college i know evan and i played together there may have been yeah a couple it was when we lived together yeah i think brady and william i can't remember taylor if you were in there but a few other people in there um so i've been playing off and on (laughs) what what jay can do with that good luck big dog uh i'm playing on and off for about oh gosh i'm older than i realize about uh eight years now um and i still don't know what resources to go to or uh what twitter accounts to follow or i don't have any established strategies um just because i haven't really like it's always just a kind of afterthought to me um no disrespect to this leak or uh or the premier league um, but fantasy football is just something i've put a lot more time and thought into and so uh, i've appreciated having you guys now as my go-to resource and uh, i've felt bad that i've let you guys down by keeping Mitrovic in my squad for a few too many weeks <laughs> or, or other changes that you disagree with but um no so it's all fun i'm a sucker for any
0: competition
1: and any way to be better than my friends so nice
0: well, with the exception of Jay, it's been working out for you pretty well this year, I would say. Yeah, not for too much longer, though. Uh, do I need to run through the table now? Sure. Yeah, we can go ahead and start start looking at things. Give us a rundown of what the table looks like.
1: Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, Jay continues his staggering pace with a very nice 69 points uh, to, I guess, really keep pace with the league. He's, I, I say he uh, had a very good score, but he was tied for second lowest of the week, a uh, high-scoring week all around. Um, mm. So he's over 100 points clear of me, the winner faces, in second place, and this is where things get interesting in the middle middle of the table. Uh, there's only a three-point gap between the winner faces and third place Hugo Weavingwood mm, uh, who then leads. uh, sorry, Whitney just arrived, so that's her going in and out. There's just noises galore on my end. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The, uh, (laughs) uh, Ancelotti Antipasti is in fourth place with uh, 77 points on the week to pull even closer to me and Taylor in second and third. He moved past the Brewers Matthews who had a respectable 69 and uh, crumbs our weekly winner puts up 87 and has really introduced himself into the conversation here uh only 24 points behind fifth place bruce matthews
0: yeah it was a it was a wild week like there were and i don't know if you want to talk about your your uh, emotional state over the course of the weekend but there was one point where you were you had moved all the way to second place and then uh, because of other players playing. You were back down in fourth place, and also the fact that uh, William seems to be so hot on your heels is, uh, I think, an interesting point. So, Evan, like, what was your emotional state
2: like over the weekend? Well, um, we'll get into my the specifics of my team later, but obviously I captained De Bruyne, and he played early, and he had a good haul. So I ended up with probably over 50 points by sometime on Saturday with still Sunday and Monday games to play so I had moved up to second and I was ecstatic but I was also a little surprised that I had moved up that far Um, and I knew that everyone else had Sun and Kane they were going to captain one of them um, and that I knew that you know, I, I was looking at my score of like 50 something points. Everyone else that was in like the teens and I knew that wasn't going to last. So I knew that I'd probably drop back down with a little bit of luck. I would have stayed in third or maybe even second, but everyone had a very solid week. I do want to give a shout out to everyone. Everyone had over the average. Yeah. So I, I mean, that shows that it's a, it was a pretty decent week for everybody. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to make that big of a leap, but I'm still very happy with what I've done. And um, yeah, hopefully, that's this will be the last time I have to pass the Bruce Matthews. Yeah, we had an interesting
0: name change over the week too. We so oh, yeah, we
2: didn't even <laughs> at first. Mention? At first, we were
0: Spicy Duncan, or I should say, William was Spice B Duncan. Then he changed his name to Change Name, which <laughs> we we learned over the weekend was. Uh, some kind of accident where he may have been censored by the Premier League <laughs> website. <laughs> We're not sure um, what, which of those words got him censored, but uh, he uh, had to change his name. And so he went with the kind of synergetic move and um, named his team after his uh, corporate global dynasty league fantasy football team. So now we have the Bruce Matthews.
1: Uh, was that the, the first name that got censored, the one he had had all season? The um...
2: Yeah, Spicey Duncan. Spiceby yeah, Duncan. it was Spicey Duncan. <laughs>
1: and I like that the censor caught it like six yes. weeks too late.
0: What if it was Dunkin' Donuts? You can't have brand names in your... Oh. Oh. Yeah. Surely mm. that's not the case. I don't know.
1: We'll never know because nobody else has
0: a brand name. Wow. Truly a mystery. <laughs> um all right so let's start let's start talking about these teams so um the way this will go as happens each week when we have a guest is uh we'll run down and talk about each individual team kind of in brief and then we'll skip Wyatt's team and save them for the last we can spend the most time talking about them then uh we'll close out with um some dress to the false nines but before we do that Evan you wanted to say something about our scheduling for the next couple of weeks. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Just to let everyone know there will be um, like the Christmas holiday fixture pileup is coming up. So there will be um, games on the weekends, like normal, there will be games in the middle of the week. So that will prevent us um, from recording every week. So just a heads up um, we won't be recording every week. So we will probably um, I think it's maybe in like three weeks after three game weeks. So maybe it's actually in two weeks. Um, we'll have to record to recap, you know, a group of like two or three game weeks. So just be prepared for that. Um, I'm going to give some tips towards the end of today's podcast, just to um, help you get ready for that. Um, But yeah, just it's our podcast schedule is going to be a little off, so um, we'll keep you updated in Slack as well. But um, for Tim Crumbs, who's not in there um, just know that we'll be recording um, sporadically throughout the Holiday period until probably sometime in January or February, once it calms down.
0: Yep. All right, and with that, let's uh, let's dive into these teams. So we're gonna start today as we always do with uh, the top of the league, which is uh, Jay Griffith, Jerry Groth, Lords of Soccerball. I want to start off with an apology to Jay. I didn't mean to imply that you were satanic in any way by saying jerry groth sounds like it could be a name for the devil but it still kind of does uh, uh, anyway uh team did very well this week so um as wyatt mentioned there were three teams that ended up with 69 points that's seven points over the average um you're still you know in the top 600 in the usa so obviously um still doing great there um a couple things I wanted to talk about with Jay's team. Obviously, he had good production from both Kane and Son, and he had Son captain, so got a, a nice 26 points there, um, despite having, you know, Grealish on the bench. Um, the the thing I want to talk about first with Jay's team is the fact that over the weekend, um, first of all, he uh, took out Wilfred Zaha, which doesn't look great at the moment, but, you know, more power to him, and brought in James Ward-Prowse, who, as you guys know, I have conflicted feelings about because he burned me once, and now uh, I want to pick him up, but I can't bring myself to debase myself and pick him up again. Um, But he picked up James Ward-Prowse, who got an assist, I believe, this weekend and looks to be in really good form. So I think that's a great move. Um, So I want to talk about that move, and then I also want to talk about – his bench which to me feels very shallow in particular i've been a proponent of nathan phillips um but over the weekend i don't know if you guys watched the liverpool game matip and fabinho played center back and looked very good i'm not sure nathaniel phillips will have a place in that back four um so i don't know if you guys want to talk about that too but those are those are like the two things that says me about Jay's game week. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, he got a rough draw with, uh, Grealish and Aston Villa missing or that game being scratched as several of us did. I think if Grealish isn't universally owned, uh, nearly so. And you guys have talked the last couple of weeks about Jay's short bench and, uh, talked about Gareth Bale and whether he needs to be transferred out and, um, Wolves, what's Burr's first name, Oscar Burr. And uh, so I I, uh, I know that Jay's already used his wild card, right? So he's in a bit of a tough position with, with uh, a short bench where he can only make one transfer a week. Uh, and the Aston Villa news didn't come out, I don't think until just a day or two before game time. So he may have already made that transfer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. It's a similar spot I found myself uh right before I used my wild card where I loaded up on the Liverpool back line. And then it all went to pot and I had to work, work all those players out. So I'm not sure if, uh, he needs to just bite the bullet and take a point deduction and make two transfers next week to shore up the bench. Um, but, uh, it certainly doesn't seem like Bill's going to work his way into the, uh, tottenham lineup in my opinion um but maybe with the the increase in games over the month of december uh he'll he'll see the pitch some but yeah tough spot to be in and i don't really know a, a neat solution um other than potentially like i said making a an extra transfer and taking a point deduction but i'd like to hear what you guys think about that strategy when you obviously it's not something you should be doing often but for a player like jay is that something that you guys would consider
2: that's something I would consider if um, if he's going to play both of the players that he's transferring in. Um, The thing that I would be looking at is uh, Gareth Bale and Nathan Phillips double move for two other players that are good, that have good fixtures coming up. So that way you can hopefully um, kind of make up that points hit immediately. Um, That's what I would do. And honestly, I'd, I mean, if you need to keep your three, if you need to keep your three Spurs players, if you transfer out bail and transfer out a defender, I would just bring up a Spurs defender mm. because I don't think there's any other Spurs attackers that are worth it. Um, so just throw in, uh, like, I don't know, Eric.
1: Doherty's fit. So that may be a, a good option now, too. He was, uh, I almost transferred him in a couple weeks ago, but then he came down with COVID. But I, th- I think that's going to be the most consistent. Defensive player for Spurs. Uh Rayald famously didn't score for like what three years or something. And yeah. I know center halves never score, but on, uh, on set pieces when he gets up there, he still couldn't find the net. And uh, Mourinho's teams play stingy defense, but I, I don't like counting on my defenders for clean sheets. Uh, I think it's good to find some players that can work their way into the attack. So, yeah,
0: that's I like that. That's there. a good
2: point. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I like the Dyer shout. I think, I mean, Mourinho seems to love Dyer, and <laughs> so I mean, he's going to be playing a lot, regardless of whether it's in a defensive midfielder or center back position. I feel like so. Yeah, I'm that's fair. That
1: I, 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 Jay loves Eric Dyer too, and uh, I'm a big Eric Dyer hater. But I will <laughs> say, at least that <laughs> Mourinho has made better use of him than Poch ever did. Uh, Poch loved him as a as a. Uh, center mid and Dyer was slow and no. not skillful with the ball at his feet so as a as a center back sure yeah he's he's playing all right but uh yeah I'm just not the biggest Eric Dyer fan
0: yeah no I, I think that's totally understandable um there's a lot of trauma there from Pochettino <laughs> years
1: and I love Poch I'm a I would I would take Poch back over over Mourinho
0: any day but I. Don't. Now, did did Poch ever have you sole top of the table? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, right during the Leicester run, the the Leicester one, which was twenty sixteen, yeah. I think. Okay. I think Tottenham so took the ago, top of the table ago. for at least a week or two. Maybe not. Maybe they were like always in second because I know Leicester pretty much ran the table that year. They didn't. Uh, it wasn't like they you know snuck their way to the. Um, to the title they they clinched a few weeks a few weeks early if i remember right so
2: yeah, yeah. but i think spurs were the next contender it was either going to be lester or spurs yeah. i think people they were...
1: finished second that was the year that Poch, i think really became like the the wonder boy manager um and it just didn't work out so i don't know it looks like spurs were unbeaten in their first 12 that year so they may have been able to i can't find a I can't find a table like during the season but yeah. yeah it's possible i don't know but yeah i mean like you say top of the top of the league up there with Liverpool, it's not a bad spot to be so can't complain about Mourinho too much
0: totally uh evan anything else you want to say about jay's team
2: um no i don't think so
0: awesome uh so we're gonna skip past white steam as we mentioned and save them for last um and keep moving down the table
2: Yep, that's right. Hopefully, um, everything all, is all good right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be brief. Taylor, this is your team. Hugo Weavingwood M. Um, a game week score of 69. Again, it's above the average, but one of the lower scores in the league, in our league for this week. Um, kind of anchored by...
1: Looks like we're losing Evan. Evan, can you? Okay. Uh, so uh, anchored by Sun hyung Min with twenty six points and a great captain choice there. Uh, <laughs> you moved Mo Salah in. Is that right, or am I wrong?
0: No. Yeah, I did that a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. I think this is my second. This, my... yeah, I think it's my second week that I've had him in.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. two big weeks from those guys, which netted you 40 and really carried you. But that's not to overlook Timo Werner's five, DCL six, and uh, Patrick Van Anholt. I don't know this Crystal Palace defender uh, with five. Yeah. So uh, oh, and and Andy Robertson, uh, he had six as well. So yeah, I mean, really nice efforts across the board. Uh, Salah and Son, the standout performers.
0: Yeah. I feel I feel very conflicted right now about my team. There are lots of moves I want to make, there are not many that I know I should make. Um I was like pretty much dead set on moving out Andy Robertson after this week just because of how expensive he is compared to other defenders, but then he played really well over the weekend and that made me second guess that um kind of partially made choice. But this is the the trade that I'm thinking about making that I want to run by you guys um, and see what you think. So I'm thinking about pulling a mea culpa on Tammy Abraham uh, who I famously uh, and with great fanfare brought in last week (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, brought in last week um, because I thought he was going to get a lot of playing time, but obviously didn't get the start ahead of Olivier Giroux over the weekend. and so I think I just can't have, I can't have someone who's not going to start in my, in my starting lineup. So here's what I'm thinking about doing. Let me know what you think about it. I think I'm going to drop um, Klish and bring in like a really low-cost midfielder because Klish has been on my bench basically every game, except for this one because Grealish didn't play. And Mates, um, yeah. I'm thinking about bringing in maybe Suchek from west ham douglas louise from villa um sully march from brighton or adam Lookman from fulham one of those four players even though he missed the he missed the penalty of the former uh, former everton player wait adam olickman was an everton player
2: yep i didn't know that yeah didn't work out didn't work out with him, but yeah, we had Marco Silva. Marco Silva had some issues with him. I think, Um I think his attitude at training wasn't the best. Um, interesting. So yeah. Yeah. He went to like RB Leipzig and did well for a loan spell, but then we kept him instead of selling him, he didn't get playing time. So we sold him to RB Leipzig or something. And then that ended up falling flat for him. And so he went to full. Wild.
0: But, He's got really like consistently good stats premier league wise. Um, So that was like my thinking. And also he's, he's really cheap. Um, Also interesting, but he was at RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig beat man uh, United this afternoon, knocked him out of the champions league. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't really know the solution here. I struggle to keep up with the smaller clubs like you guys do. So I'm not as familiar with those players. I haven't seen him play as much. Um, I would, just be a bit leery of having three villa players if you mm. did uh because you have mings and grealish who uh we mentioned were on your your bench because of their canceled game so uh that would be a lot of eggs in one basket for yeah. a team that's not uh you know in that top six or what have you but i mean Villa's shown plenty of promise even after yeah. they've slowed down here a bit lately um
2: i'd personally go sue check yeah. go see check yeah
1: that was the name that stuck out to me, but maybe it's just because I saw him play some this
0: weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've, I'd have i had my eye on him at a couple different yeah. points in the season, um, but just it never worked out to bring him in at any point. But I think it does now.
2: And he's yeah. he's got his spot nailed. Adam lookman can still lose his spot. I think Suchek is not going to get dropped.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and so, yeah Oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead.
1: I was just going to say you you mentioned Robertson and Abraham as players that you're struggling with what to do with and it's it is very tough. I think that those figuring out those two teams are what's going to determine a lot of the rest of the Fantasy Premier League season. Liverpool and Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, and so I like the gamble taking the gamble on gamble on uh, with Tammy Abraham there because um, it it certainly seemed in the early going of the season that he was going to win the the job as their as their nine, but, but Giroud has played well. Uh, and I think is a nice compliment to a lot of the speed and finesse that they have is just a big guy who can
0: hold up play and, and hit the ball in the net. So. Yeah. And so, so what that would allow me to do, what dropping Klish and picking up one of these kind of bargain midfielders would allow me to do is the other part of this two way trade, which is drop Abraham and bring in a now healthy Danny Ings uh, for Southampton. What do you guys think about that?
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Free to Tell me if you don't like it. I'm so conflicted on Danny Ings because he did so well last year and I never brought him in because I didn't think it would last. But I think I don't know man he's just coming back from injury too it's tough with him um, yeah, he's
1: got a pretty hefty price tag i think he's
0: 8k or right around there yeah he's uh, like 8.8.3 i think maybe yeah. yeah
2: i don't know i don't know i think he's a decent pick i just don't know if there's anyone else that I would be ahead of him in that spot so like any if there's anyone else i would choose in, instead of him but I think in that price range, that's probably the one I'd go with.
1: Yeah, he's he uh, he was producing at the start of the season before he uh, got hurt too. So,
2: it, and they're in form. Southampton are in form. Like they're gonna yeah. be, they're gonna get goals. He's gonna be involved. So, I, unless I mean, if if he stays healthy, I think he'll be a decent pick. Yeah, I don't know how much value he'll be because I think that price is probably warranted for him. But I think he'll get you some points for sure.
1: Yeah, looking at that price range, it's basically like the picks are uh, DCL at eight, who you already have, Ings at 8.3, or Raul Jimenez, who of course just got her at 8.3. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, do we know yet how long Jimenez is going to be out? But, uh, or I guess Lacazette's in there at 8.3 too, but uh, Arsenal have been a mess <laughs> a to start mess. the season. So oh you so, really yeah. mad to pick an Arsenal player. Right in, now. in that range, yeah. yeah. Ings is is definitely the choice and, and it's, I I think everybody's dropped him. Um, there are a few of us that had him at the start of the the season. So that would be a good way to to differentiate yourself from the field. Uh, Yeah. That's a good point. Several players have Bamford or Callum Wilson. So if you went cheap, then you'd be in that range, but.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was hoping to get some of that differentiation and also Ings takes penalties, which is also nice. Um. Like, no one even, even, like, is close to taking penalties for them when he's on the field. So um, that's a nice thing to have consistently, yeah. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like Danny Yanks. He's a, a fun fun guy. I like a player with tattoo sleeves. So totally. go for it. Too few of them, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Evan, anything else you wanted to say about my team other than
2: us spending the whole time talking about that one trade? Yeah. Um. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably a wise move to do something like that. So, um, yeah. I, I, I will say, though, um, we'll get into my team in just a second, and we'll talk about this. But I feel like having three somewhat expensive people up top is not worth it. I would put more money in midfield. But hmm. something I would consider. Maybe drop Abraham to someone cheaper and beef up your midfield some. But – um that's we'll get to that in my in my team
0: okay yeah i'm interested to hear more about that because I'd, I'd like to hear your rationale let's okay. get right into
1: it then uh we're on to angelotti antipasti um who again had 77 points on the week uh evan really hit a home run by captaining kevin de Bruyne, a focus of the show for the past few weeks what do you make of him he uh he surely stepped up to the plate uh the rest of his midfield which he just suggested emphasizing uh also stepped up the plate son Heung-min had 13 points bruno fernandez the vice captain with six uh hakim ziak very unlucky gets injured only like what uh half an hour in 29 minutes played so um only ended up with one point his attacking players also scored very well. Eight from Patrick Bamford, six from DCL, and then uh, jo- Joao Kinselo, the standout of the back line, with six. So, uh, Evan really focusing the spending here with the two, I believe, most expensive players in the game. Mosala may be up there with De Brown and Fernandez, but um, I really like that strategy. Gives you somebody that you can, and I mean, Sun too, as the third. You've got a tough captain choice every week. Um, but you you have flexibility if there are some uh, some tough matchups for two of those players, you still have a, a great player to captain. Um, so uh, a strategy that I was thinking I should possibly move to throughout the course of the, the season, but um, worked out for you well here. Uh, you moved in, been chill well after you guys had discussed your love and appreciation of ben Chilwell. Lampty, was this his first week back from Red Card? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so um that's good for your team as well. One of the yeah. best values in the Premier League. So uh what do you guys have to say about
0: Evans team?
2: Taylor, you go first and then I'll get to what I'm thinking about doing.
0: Yeah. Um I I mean obviously I think what you'll probably address is the the ZX. Um situation and what you're planning to do about that so I'll leave that to you um I think the I mean I hate to say it but Kevin De Bruyne continues to produce for you <laughs> as much as I don't want to admit that uh he he does so all I can say is even though it's a long season and I still don't think I still stand by everything I've said about him <laughs> over the course of this podcast uh in the uh the immediate, the immediate kind of stretch that we're in, he seems to be doing well. So, uh, this was a, ga-
1: a game I watched a lot of, and he was really pushing forward too. He was really? uh, looking aggressive around uh, a in the attacking third. Uh, looked like he wanted the ball at his feet. He was playing really up there, like as one of the front three. Really, um, okay. so I don't know if there's uh, if Pep's changing his deployment of him or if doe Brown is just was just really in his pocket this game or what but um, yeah. yeah it looked really encouraging
2: nice yeah it's so frustrating with Pep because obviously he does the best Kevin does the best when he is at, like pushing forward like that but sometimes it's like he gets word from pep to like hang back and I don't know why um, he plays him deeper some games but I don't know doesn't seem worth it to me yeah, how
0: did uh why how did Fulham look in that game?
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, Fulham are the worst team in the league, pretty clearly, right? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't see much uh, encouraging signs from them. What was the score of that one? It was closer than yeah, only two zero, um, but it was a classic main city versus a bottom of the table team where they they could have scored six they could have scored eight they they were just dominant in uh in the attacking opportunities mm. so i uh I, it i it could have been 11, 11 guys from the park that they put out there i was not focused at all on fulham because <laughs> it was just master class from city
0: nice so um evan uh, you want to address the ziet question what are you what are you planning to do about him
2: yeah it's it's a bummer that he got hurt and since he's going to be out until december 26th and there's so many games in between now and then um and he may not even come back then i am definitely going to sell him this week so what i'm thinking about doing <laughs> what i would like to do is transfer out ziet and bring in mo salah
1: Ooh, do you have the funds for that?
2: Yeah, that's a pricey <laughs> switch. So I don't, I don't. So I would need like four million, and I only have two million in the bank. So I'm thinking about making a, tr- a double transfer, taking a negative four hit, and um, transferring out someone, downgrading someone by two, so that way I have the extra two to bring ZH up to Mo Salah. Then my midfield is Salah, Fernandez, De Bruyne, Sun, and Grealish. That's pretty deep. Wow incredible yeah. so, you already
1: are, are maxing out value, value at other positions though where do you expect to find 2k well
2: um so really the only three places i could do it the three viable options would be joe cancello then chilwell and patrick bamford and right now i'm landing on patrick bamford really yeah because to me I don't know. I, I don't really I don't really I don't know who else I would get in Z price range besides Zaha and he doesn't have a good run of fixtures coming up.
1: Have you considered and uh I have this player on my team, so maybe not. But uh we can talk about him when I got when we get to my team. But I uh stupidly but because I was really just uh my brain was firing I don't know what I'm trying to say it was a 4D chess move but I I traded I transferred Ziyech out for uh Christian Pulisic Pulisic, who obviously is going to step into Ziyech's role now with with that injury why why not Pulisic
2: I was going to ask you the same question yeah I've also considered that I'm considering that too um if I don't want to do the big big daddy money move um (laughs) yeah I I, that's it's a good move honestly I, I I have no qualms with it at all um it's I, kind of which way which way do i want to go like how how aggressive do i want to be um I, the only thing that scares me about pulisic is pulisic is that he yeah, is pulisic injury kind of prone. He's, he's, yeah he's injury prone so i just don't know how long he's gonna last um but chelsea look good though so even if i only have him for a couple weeks he'll get points
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so. it may give you, it may buy you some time too. To uh, if you transfer him in this week, and then the next week transfer out Cancelo or or for a value defender, and then you could transfer yeah. Pulisic out for Pulisic out for Salah. Yeah. Maybe maybe slow play it like that. I don't know.
2: But Salah but, has Fulham this week, this mm. this weekend. It's so juicy. And if you I brought him in, I'd, I'd probably the big, the big C. yeah 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 exactly I would captain Salah. if I bring him in so like that's another reason to to think about it so yeah it's tough it's a tough call I I hate these calls
0: I I would probably I mean I understand wanting to kind of just pump value into your midfield but Bamford has got good fixtures coming up I think he's got West Ham and then Newcastle and then Man United um and yeah. <laughs> and then Burnley, and like yeah. I, I don't know, like and then Wesbrom. Brom. <laughs> that feels that feels like goals to know. me, and it feels like the wrong time to be transferring him out. But maybe
2: that's just me. Salah is so scary, though. He yeah, I mean, really maybe it's just that like
0: all else, all else falls by the wayside in the hopes of getting Salah, which I would understand.
2: Yeah, I don't know. A lot to think about. I'll figure something out. <laughs> I have to. So. <laughs> We we can move on to we can move on to the next person now. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Uh,
0: so I'm going to introduce us to um, the key, the team that is currently sitting in fifth place, and that is um, the Bruce Matthews. So they had 69 points this week. Um, again, well above the average for the game as a whole, um, although a little below average probably for the league. Um, uh, Okay, let's see. What do we want to say about the Bruce, Matthews, and Spices team? I think the first thing that we have to address is the big move, uh, the kind of sending off of Harry Kane in favor of Gabriel Jesus. Um, And not only that, but the subsequent captaining of Gabriel Jesus, um, over the weekend at Fulham, which I think Gabriel Jesus is a little bit of an uncertain start, obviously, but considering the fixture, like, I think that's a justifiable move, even though it didn't quite turn out for him. Um, And then, so that's like the one thing, obviously had great games, game weeks from Zaha, Vestergaard, and Son, um, and Zuma. Um,
2: <laughs> Zuma so with some another really, goal.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) Ridiculous. Oh, who was it? Zuma has more goals than both Obama Yang and um, someone else. Probably
2: Mane. Yeah, it was some other forward.
0: But anyway, ridiculous. Um, Yeah. So, obviously, I think a great game week, especially considering three players out from that um, Newcastle-Aston Villa game. Um, three people who would, if not be starters, be kind of close to to the starting lineup: Grealish, Mings, and Wilson. Um, obviously, had some disappointing production from Bernardo and Kilman at the back. Um, so, in looking even, at yeah. in looking at these guys, um, I think Kilman was unfortunate. He's been playing a lot of minutes leading up to this game, and for whatever reason, didn't get any minutes against Liverpool. But um, I think Bernardo has got to go looking yeah. at his production. He's only played like 25 minutes all season so far. And that was in one game against Tottenham. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know that you can really afford to have a player who just like will not play. Um, so that's, that's something spice. If you're listening, I would suggest there, there are plenty of other um Low-cost defenders who will at least get a start every once in a while and get a couple minutes um, that you can you can set that guy out for. So I'd I'd probably suggest doing that. Um, what did you guys think, especially about the Jesus for Kane move? Uh, which I should say, I don't know what Spice plans to do, but that leaves him with three point five points in the bank. So maybe a, a follow-up question is, what would you suggest he do with those
2: three point five? points now that he has them Ooh, that's tough i think maybe now well i don't i don't know if you could get anyone from that that's tough i don't know if there's any one particular move actually you know what i would do it okay so spice is um i think spice is trying to do um a strategy of constantly bringing in like the best captaincy option Mm-hmm. and so honestly what i would do spice is trade out fernandez who has man city this week bring in uh, salah captain him captain him oh. and that's what i would do easy okay. it, wow. it could, and that fits right in with his strategy so and
1: uh, I already got joda as a nice compliment piece like he's already invested in the liverpool attack so yeah i like that um yeah, I don't know if I have any one particular move. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long Jesus sticks around. I know Aguero's coming back before too long, and yeah. uh, I think it was a a sound sound process to uh, bring him in and even captain him this week. He played all 90 minutes, and City had a, a game that, as many predicted, there were points plenty, but they just couldn't. Uh, Jesus wasn't the one who found his way to the score sheet. Um, so... It happens sometimes, you know, there's going to be games where even one of these 12K players like Bruno or, or a disappoint when they should have a, a goal or an assist or two. So um, I wouldn't focus too much on that, especially since the rest of his players were able to pick up nice weeks. So yeah, I think my initial focus would just be getting... Uh, a new defender in there for Bernardo Uh, maybe Mm -hmm. even his teammate Lamptey but Mm -hmm. if you don't want to uh, if we you don't want redundancy between league mates then uh, there are plenty of uh, higher price defenders that that the boys have mentioned throughout the week uh, or throughout the 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 season Um, I just I know William doesn't like spending too much on defense and Mm -hmm. the defenders Mm -hmm. that he does have have played well so far uh it does feel like a bit of luck to me though that obviously you guys were talking about zuma but not only zuma but tyrone Minx. he's relying on two center backs um yeah who are both you know like involved in set pieces and it pretty all right when they when they find themselves in a position to score they're not completely lost but uh it's so hard to find attacking opportunities from center back so uh maybe a full back who gets forward more but I mean, like I said lampy is an option that can do that for you even at four eight or whatever he's up to now I'm not sure
0: yeah lampy looked very aggressive on the weekend I thought yeah
1: so I'm not trying to really sounded like I was really forcing you that way, but I don't think that's true it looks like he may have to um two transfers as well because he didn't make a transfer mm. in game week 10 so he nice. could he could make both a transfer for salah and um a cheap defender yeah. for uh i mean again though with with Grealish, wilson and mings all certainly back next week maybe he does have time to yeah kind of work the, de- the defensive replacement in a bit slower because he should be able yeah. to field a starting team i don't know it's gonna be hard like you guys were mentioning last week this the England has the vaccine now but um you know there's still going to be a a month or two months but I would guess before the players are getting it and until then with Champions League Europa League international travel domestic travel there's always a chance that a player could contract it and you have a game shut down so I would say it's always good to have a full roster of, of players getting minutes
0: yeah what do you think Evan
2: Yeah, I um, I don't know. It it might be worth considering doing both transfers, honestly, doing a a defender just to get a cheap one in there just to make sure. But, again, you don't have to rush it back because Mings is going to come back. You'll have Vestergaard, Mings, and Zuma in the back. Just uh, if you're going to play that aggressive strategy, then go Salah. Totally. Salah all the way. Um all right. Uh, do you want to move on to
0: yeah. so we're going to move on to Let's move on
2: to um yeah, last team before we um do the Wyatt um spotlight. The Wyatt um, Keener power hour. Yeah, the Arga, <laughs> <our> gu- yeah. <laughs> the uh, our guest from our previous podcast uh, episode, Tim Griffith with Crumbs. Um us
0: So we had crumbs and let's see, let me pull up crumbs for us real fast. So crumbs had a huge game week with, uh, 87 points, um, far and away the most in our league. Um, despite having some pretty unfortunate situations, right? So like scored 87 points with an injured Allison playing, uh, I mean, obviously not playing (laughs) an, an injured Allison, um, I can't remember what the guy's name was that replaced him, but seemed to play pretty well. It was like Gallagher or something like oh, that. that um, oh, it wasn't. Oh my gosh, who's the who's their usual backup? It wasn't Adrian. No, it was Adrian, some, it was yeah. an Irish guy. Huh. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, he played pretty well, and people seemed to be pretty high on him. Um, but despite that, um, getting a zero points in the back, which was just like doubly unfortunate because. Darlow would normally be his backup, who was a great backup, but obviously didn't play um, because of the um, Aston Villa-Newcastle situation. Um, So unfortunate there. Then also unfortunate in the Ziyech um, situation in the midfield. But um, he just got outrageous production from the rest of the midfield with 14 points from De Bruyne, 26 uh, with the captain from Sun, and then 18 from Zaha. And then um, he got uh, a, the goal from Calvert-Lewin and the goal from uh, Bamford up top. Um, and then Vestergaard getting the goal in the back three. So, I mean, just a really great production. And I don't think, with the exception of Vestergaard, who you can't really expect to score very often, none of that felt anomalous to me. Like, I could totally see that same thing happening again next week with Zaha, son and De Bruyne doing well, and then Bamford and... DCL each getting a goal so I'm like I feel very good about Tim's team right now um I think Chilwell will likely get you more than two points most games um so I don't know what you guys think but I I'm pretty high on Tim's team at the moment
2: yeah he's got a strong core um he just needs to do a little maybe um work around the edges like with an, with injuries and and stuff like that but he's got a great core and uh, wouldn't surprise me in in next two or three game weeks if he's competing for fifth or fourth place um, with this team. So, yeah, I I think he's headed in the right direction for sure. Uh, But like I said, just maybe cleaning up around the edges like Ziyech and Allison. Um, But other than that, you know, he's, he's, he's in good shape right now.
1: Yeah. I love that he's able to have this team with Allison. I think a lot of us have a similar strategy where we, Go cheap on goalie. Uh, I know William has Casper Schmeichel, who I imagine costs a, a bit more than the four point five or five. Um, but Allison, the most expensive keeper, and um, obviously, understandably, understandably, he's at that price. He's uh, sustained a high level of play in Liverpool of a great defense. Um, the loss of Van Dijk, you certainly wonder if Allison is going to be worth that price uh long term but i love that he's able to to work him in with the rest of this team um he's got doherty on the bench so he's got uh, some quality in back that didn't even play this week grealish in the midfield um so yeah i like his team i don't really see much that uh is an urgent change ziak of course with his injury is the main
0: focus but it's a great team I just want to give Tim a big shout out to finally, for, I should say, finally taking our advice and ditching Seamus Coleman. Um, and <laughs> in, Joel. We've been trying to get that
2: man to make that change for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he's finally <laughs> done it. He did it. It paid off and uh, I haven't checked, but um, I'm wondering if uh, coming onto our podcast is kind of like the, the new, like the man, the new manager bounce. uh, wow so we'll see we'll see I'm not saying that that's happening I'm just saying it was interesting that this happened one time we'll see how it happens with Wyatt um I don't know how it's happened previously but obviously Tim did well this week not saying it was us it was obviously him um because the one player that we told him to bring in only got two points it was you know (laughs) it was his team that did so well but I think it was a good a good move yeah Seamus Coleman had to go
0: Sorry. Well, uh, well, if it is us, what is it about us? Like, what? Why? It's just. Why it would it be that coming on the? We're the riling up
2: the boys. Guys? What? We're riling up the boys. <laughs>
0: Great morale boost for the team. Yeah, we're like a we're, we're like a a consultant. They pay the big bucks to come in and take a look at the books and tell them how they can how they can cook them and then go on and flourish. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Totally, but I think Tim's in good shape yeah I think as long as he makes good moves like he made this past week he'll he'll probably climb the ladder a little bit um, soon so um, but I think let's move on to to the highlight of the podcast Keener, winner wow. faces wow, take you, us through you. your team um, unfortunately this week was the was the lowest of the game week uh, as far as like points totals like you had the lowest but you've been <laughs> in second. I don't want, I don't want to bring you down you've been in second pretty much the entire um, season uh obviously jay's had an incredible season but you've been up there at second and no one has taken your spot for a while so what has been uh, your secret sauce take us through your team well
1: yeah. everybody's been gaining on me since the start of the season i I, I just I, I started with son and King and i I know several people did jay obviously too but um I really haven't I feel like they've just been carried by them. Maybe you guys, I don't know. Did you guys transfer in Sun and Kane or have you guys just had them? I did transfer in Sun. Okay. Really Sun, I should say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I transferred in Sun.
1: Okay. So I think that's it is I've just had Sun for a week or two, maybe longer than Sun and he's just been an incredible player all year long. So uh, yeah, the, we've focused on my team in quite a lot of detail already in past weeks. Uh, I think that, um, the real focus uh, of, of my team was the for this week was transferring in Christian Pulisic for Hakim Ziyech, which was a bad choice uh, that I got rewarded for. I made the, the transfer before uh, the Champions League game for Chelsea last week, and I should have just waited. I made it like an hour before, and then lineups came out, and uh, it was an inconsequential game for Chelsea because they had already locked up their spot. You could tell a lot about who was going to play on the weekend based on who they put out there. And it was a bunch of their, uh, their bench players, including Pulisic. So it was telegraphed at that point that he wasn't going to start. And um, then I just, in a stroke of luck for me and unluckiness for everyone else. And uh, obviously unluckiness for Hakeem Ziyech himself. He got hurt. Pulisic comes on and makes the most of his opportunity scores a goal and uh, he's a, a player that uh, won a lot of people. And there's no way to really win, but um, he, he was on a hot streak at the end of the season last year after the restart. And I'm uh, hoping he can continue that form and, and shoot me up our table. He's a, a player that gives me an edge uh, over other players because nobody else owns him. But obviously the, the transfer of ZX for Pulisic makes sense. It's the same one I made. And I imagine that many owners will consider making the same transfer. So I may not have that edge for long. But uh, otherwise, Sun, Kane, DCL, all the standards, Vestergaard, a, a lot of players everyone else has. Um, uh, I always want to call him Raul, but Pedro Nido, Jack Grealish, mm. uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. I've got a lot of fan favorites here. Um, my question for you guys is I'm – fed up with Timo warner oh and i would love to know what what suggestions you guys have i know evan thinks i need more captainable players i think that's i disagree with evan here uh, i like his strategy and appreciate it but i like my team's <laughs> depth and uh so i uh, fair enough <laughs> i'm interested in hearing who you guys might suggest i bring in for Timo, or whether you think i should keep Timo. i just what do you have what do you have in the bank well. Uh, I have two K in the bank, I believe. Oh, okay. second, yeah, I have two. I have two in the bank.
2: Hmm.
1: I'm not sure why. How I many transfers do you have? Okay, I only have one transfer. Shoot. Okay. Uh, for the week ahead. So yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to a slower transfer either, like a yeah, oh, a transfer over the course of two game okay. weeks. Um, my my thought is moving. I mean, it's so hard. I know that. The obvious choice is to go cheaper on defense, but I don't think that that's something I want to do because Kyle Walker Peters is 4.5, Vestergaard's 4.7, Justin's 4.8, Pellerin's 5.1. Like the the margins between them and a 4.0 defender who doesn't who like barely sees or doesn't put points consistently, I, I think it's worthwhile to to uh, have all those guys. So and I already went dirt cheap with mindy i just added him this past week as like a throwaway guy who can sub yeah. in but yeah um, and i realize having that as a midfielder is tough because midfielder is the most flexible position with your formation but
0: yeah i I, I think you have like the highest value defense in our entire league i think oh, wow, justin I think. is like an amazing is an amazing pick i was thinking about bringing him in when i was considering doing a trade for robertson that was one of the people i was wanting to bring in um because he looks like such a good, fun player, um, at yeah. least to watch. Um, Yeah, I w- I probably wouldn't suggest changing up the defense too much personally.
2: Yeah, um, I don't think you need to start there. I know yeah. my
1: goalies have been the talk of the town as well, everybody saying <laughs> I need to go for a 4.0 backup goalie, but uh, it came in handy this week with totally. Martin and yeah. Villa uh, getting scratched and had to had Villa's goalie backup goalie um he would have been scratched as well so you know, just I just think maybe that, haters.
0: I'm the wrong person to ask about the Verner question because <laughs> <laughs> because I am I still feel good about Timo Verner like okay, that's good to hear like uh obviously he didn't score this weekend and had a couple of like like there's the one that he turned away that should have mm-hmm. gone in mm-hmm. um the Olivier Giroud would be goal um but I, I mean, I still read those things as like him being like on the point of scoring. And even if he's not like getting the toe poke that puts it in the goal, I still feel pretty comforted by the fact that he had lots of chances over yeah, the week.
1: That's good to hear. I mean, he was incredible last year with Leipzig. Yeah. And uh, I was really bullish on him joining a team that I hate Chelsea, but I love this Chelsea team. It's a yeah. hard time for me in the Premier League because... <laughs> <laughs> the three teams I hate the most are the Manchester sides and Chelsea, but I like watching Chelsea. And oh. I know that this Manchester United team is horrible, but Paul Pogba is a dreamboat, one of my favorite players. So oh I've, my gosh. I've loved him for as long as Pogba has been around.
0: Did you but, see his uh, his agent saying he wants to move away in January?
1: Yeah, he's definitely gone. Like, Ole's gone. Pogba's gone, so
0: i can... dude, Ole Ole might be gone by the time we finish this podcast.
1: You're right, though. yeah. That's what I thought with him. With him losing the them getting knocked out of the Champions League, uh, it may be a Potch led United. So uh, maybe Pogba gets transferred out, and I can hate them again. But if Poch is coaching them, then maybe I have to like them again. <laughs> it's hard, conflicting emotions. What can you do? But you can yeah. always hate City. That's a nice thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. That we will always have City. Yeah,
2: man. Oh. Um. Is there anyone in particular that you want? So, yeah. So, the, I I, I mean,
1: I think Timo is a perfectly captainable player. Um, But talking about like that elite top of the line captainable players, Sergio Aguero certainly meets that criteria. And I could afford him uh, and get on on him early. It may be one week or two weeks or three weeks too early. Uh, There's a lot of, Mystery surrounding his health, but Pep, yeah. I think, and I think it was just this week, said that Aguero is working back um, and will be at full fitness when he returns. So mm-hmm. I expect him to be back soon. Um, the Premier League, Fantasy Premier League website lists him. I think it uh, just had it up here. I think it was at a 75% chance of playing. So, oh, uh, wow. I, oh I don't yes. know, I don't have any other connection to the city attack, and I just noted my hate for the team but uh i'm here to win and so if i need to know jay griffith if i need to roster a player i dislike
2: for an edge i'll do it wow. you know what you could do you could you should probably consider just saving yeah so that roll your transfer you can make two free transfers next game week um yeah. something to consider who does chelsea um,
1: have this week everton against... so oh, okay great... yeah, there, there, there goals. are
2: goals in that game yeah there would oh be goals. gosh yeah
1: yeah yeah i like that suggestion totally so
2: i at least for at least for werner i don't think it's it's urgent that you transfer him out mm-hmm. um i don't know if there's a good like for like for him so in order to get him out you probably need to have you need to downgrade him to somebody would be my guess unless you wanted to go for like Ings. um but you could go all the way down to bamford and still have like a decent starting
1: yeah i just forward if- and then
2: upgrade your upgrade someone else
1: yeah i th- this is the one problem i have with fantasy premier league. Like, i love it it's a lot of fun but i don't it's h- so hard to find an edge and to differentiate yourself like i thought yeah. i was doing a great thing when i added in pedro nato i was like oh man i'm catching him in form and then jimenez got hurt the next week and it was like everything's working out but then it's like uh, you know, before long everyone everyone has them. Or like okay. same thing with um like Jack Grealish, like I think all of us have them. And I don't even know. I may have been late to that party because I transferred him in. Um, I think. But anyway, it's just like it's it, it's it's natural and it happens, but I really want yeah. an edge. And so that's why I'm looking at someone like Aguero because um it would also be hard for a team to fit in, I think, mid season. Uh, for sure. It other than if they got rid of Kane. But if I could roster both Kane and um and aguero then maybe that gives me an edge i don't know and a lot of people are on werner too so maybe maybe i take the gamble that he continues to kind of struggle to fit in and um and aguero really makes the most of his return from injury i don't i don't know what yeah
0: that's so tough i this is my gut i don't have any like knowledge that y'all don't have but um I don't love the idea of bringing in Agüero. Okay, I I worry a little bit about his age and like how many extended injuries um, will he be able to come back from and still be yeah. able be producing at like old Sergio Agüero form. You know, like that worries me a little bit.
2: Um, yeah, we might be seeing the down the like the downfall season of him. Unfortunately, it we sort might, of feel, it might. sort of feels
0: like around the time when he would get transferred off to, you know. Um, either River Plate or Boca Juniors, and the what? Oh, God. Wow,
2: wow, damn, so Taylor. That's no, what I'm saying. Oh, no, 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 I don't <laughs> think it would be. It would be somewhere in like, I think he would probably go somewhere. In, I
1: mean, Zlatan's still playing in Syria. Surely you could, yeah, find he's somewhere going to, like France, in Spain. yeah, that's true. France, Italy, but Zlatan
0: is like inhuman like that i don't yeah. know that that's a good point that's of comparison true. and he did he did
1: get put out to pasture for a few years with los angeles so it's not like i mean aguero could take that career path as well go back to argentina and then, <laughs> and then a, come uh, back and, and then come England. back to you oh, that,
2: that would be incredible wild. or just go straight to the mls
1: <laughs> yeah he'd fit it right in with uh, beckham's miami oh my gosh
2: can you imagine i'm like i would love that um <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention, Wyatt, was yeah. um, don't don't try to get too caught up in um, in differential picks. Um, try not to try not to because okay. so think about because you I know like it is fun getting differential picks and you should definitely do that. But and I don't want to like shy you away from playing the game how you want to and enjoying it and having fun because that part is extremely fun. Yeah. Um, but just another thing to consider is. Um, how you stack all of your players. So even if you have like three of the most highly owned players, the differential is that you own all three, not just one of the three. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Um, I was listening to a podcast actually before we started um, about fantasy. And they mentioned that they were talking about this exact thing. And they, they looked at how many players in the top 10K, like the top 10,000, like the best of the best. Managers right now um, in the world, and how many of them have um, Kevin De Bruyne, Salah, and uh, No, it wasn't Bruno. Oh. I think it was like one of one more. Um, it there Sun? Was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Sun. It was Sun. It was um, the three midfielders. Uh, yeah, Salah, KDB, and Sun. How? What percentage of the top ten thousand managers had that? And it was only like one percent. Wow. Okay. so and, and it's different because you because you're not playing against them necessarily you're also playing against us so you know exactly who everybody has so that's just another thing to consider yeah. is like how that's you stack word. all of the how, how you stack all of those highly owned players it becomes a differential in and of itself
1: yeah i i like that uh the only other thing I want to say while well, I have everyone's attention, I probably don't now that we're at the end of the podcast, I should have said this <laughs> at the front. Probably the only three people listening at this point are the three of us, if you even listen to your own work. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a real bone to pick with the way that the game categorizes who they categorize as midfielders and who they categorize Ooh. as forwards.
2: Oh, uh, oh, yeah. And
1: I think that they, they really need to move a lot of midfielders to forwards. Like Salah, Sun, those type of players, those guys are forwards through and through. There's yeah. nothing about them that makes them a midfielder. So, uh, I, yeah. I uh, wish that I had more options for Werner because, yeah, I think that the game needs to uh, really reconsider what a midfield
0: player is. Yeah. You know what else I was thinking? I think that's a that's totally true, and it kind of breaks the game a little bit that those players are midfielders, right? Um. The other thing I was thinking, I, like Sterling gets categorized as a midfielder. That's bizarre, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but. um, Well, maybe I bring in. Oh, wait,
1: he's a midfielder. You just said. I was going to say. I, I'm pretty sure he classifies. Player,
0: yeah. I'm like. He is a midfielder. You're right. Yeah. Um, The other thing I was thinking about this week. I don't know how this would work, but it would be super fun if somehow the game could factor in not just, like, the raw stats achieved by a player over the course of the game, but could somehow factor in the stats of a player achieved per minute played, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have Giroud coming in off the bench consistently in the in the 70th minute and scoring a goal every other game, like, that counts higher than Giroud starting every game and scoring a goal every other game. Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool because it would allow you to, like, value different roles for different players. Like, you know, this player is is a super sub. And so they, yeah. like, serve that role in, in the team. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. but it, I, I like that a
1: lot. And I will I will say that I really appreciate how the game allows you to have substitutes in the event that one of your players doesn't play. Um, that's something that I wish that Fantasy Football would add, uh, talking about that. Because, you know, like, uh, well, but I guess with Z it still forced him to play but like it would be cool if if like you could substitute in a player for someone when they got hurt in the first 30 minutes but i do Mm. like at least that they allow for substitutes in the event that um a player is scratched because the manager is moody or uh or in calls in an hour before kickoff and (laughs) says that he's he's sick and stays at home or is staying yeah you know whatever whatever low wrinkle there is but Maybe
2: those problems are specific to Tottenham.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, what what about your Spurs? How are you feeling? You must be pretty happy. Yeah, I'm. And happy. do you think they're going to win? You think they're going to win the title?
1: Uh, certainly not. But I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Uh, I hope Josie is fired by year end. But oh, oh my wow. god! <laughs>
2: yes, that's what I'm talking about, Wyatt.
1: <laughs> no, a bit. A, uh, I think Everton and Spurs both have uh, been allowed the opportunity to get a bit full of ourselves here lately, and uh, you know, bringing in the transfers that the teams have lately, like uh, Everton landing hummus and uh, Ancelotti being your manager. Same with Spurs, like Mourinho. Managing Spurs uh, tells you more about where Mourinho in, is in his career than uh, the quality of job that Spurs is. I think <laughs>
2: now, I, I, this I in no Spurs. way correlates to Everton and Ancelotti. Let me just get to go and say that. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I, I, uh, I love Spurs. They're my favorite team, and I will cheer for them. But uh, it, I mean, we're always going to be the I think the best finish that Spurs could ever have in the modern modern formation of the Premier League is third uh even Mm. I'm not saying like just Liverpool and City are always going to be two but you know Tottenham's never going to spend with with other clubs and so they're always gonna be reliant on um they they just they got incredibly lucky that Kane turned into Kane and Son turned into Son uh I know Son isn't homegrown they brought him in like they do with a lot of players, Doherty. Yeah,
0: from I think Le- from Salzburg, right? No, from Leverkusen. was it Leverkusen? Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah. Leverkusen.
1: Okay. Um, and th- that just you—you you don't get generational talent like that. Well, I say that, and of course Gareth Bale uh, was not <laughs> far before Harry Kane. So they've—they've they've just had a really incredible stroke like of luck lately. Um, you know, you got to get rid of Luka Modric and you get Christian Eriksen. You know how often are you able to make? transitions like that you gotta get rid of Christian Erickson and then you have um I mean I know it's not direct replacement they don't really have that kind of uh incisive midfielder like a a, a midfielder who really controls the game and, and yeah. makes incredible passes but um it's worked perfectly by adding Mourinho and playing counter-attacking football and just letting your insanely talented forwards play off of each other and, and punish people on the break. So, um, you know, it's really just been an incredible run of luck for Spurs over the past 15 years. And, uh, I'm lucky that I've been a Fairweather fan during that time, but, uh, I think that this is, this is as good as it gets. And so, um, no hopes really for, for sustained success, but I'm enjoying each, each moment that I get. Man.
0: Yeah. Mourinho Mourinho style soccer is having kind of a moment now like a resurgence it seems yeah like. I mean Dortmund kind of plays that way weirdly mm-hmm. um gets a lot of their goals on the counter like that with Holland and Reina and people like that so kind of wild how uh, in some ways Jalen
1: the... what's his name Jalen uh, uh oh, Jaden Sancho Jaden Sancho yeah. yeah we yeah, need our him to Lord come in January Jayden Sancho yeah we need him to join the
0: Premier League in January yeah the, well, the only team he would likely go to would be Man United. So that, yeah. yeah. Not... You guys aren't excited, but that excites me. No,
1: but... Potch and Jaden Sancho coming in January. Let's see
2: that, w- that would be fun, but yeah, just but... one or the other, it's just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they, have, <laughs> but they ha- already have Daniel James and Mason Greenwood. How many of these players do they need? Mason... <laughs> Evan, I,
1: I think that the, the we already have found out with Mason Greenwood and, uh, Daniel James or whoever else you brought up that they're not they're not cut for, at least not yet. Right, United is. They, they've got to, They've have to bring in some attacking power like Marshall, Marshall, uh, Martial. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Greenwood and Rashford is in like it's like three tiers below the the top of the league teams. Like you compare that to City to Tottenham to, uh, who am I leaving out? Liverpool like it's they can't compete until they bring in some far better talent
2: I don't know and I love rashford, I, I
1: think, think rashford, rashford and martial
2: I think rashford and Martial both I don't think Martial's yeah. got it. I know there's yeah. still a lot of hope for i do him, but... i i I think he's great wow, uh, no, I do
0: totally disagree. I'm with white on this. I don't think Martial's cut for a huge club like Man you,
1: so anyway some hot takes here at the end wow. really rewarding the the Jay and whoever else has the patience to stick around to yeah
0: <laughs> man well cool. uh, do you um, want to move on to uh, the last little segment or Evan do you want to give your advice for the um, future game weeks yeah
2: well I guess let's do that because we'll end on um, dress with the false nines because um, that's a lot more fun so uh, yeah with like I said with fixtures coming up and piling up um, I have three tips I'll keep this quick three tips this is uh evans let me let me do a good announcer voice for this evans festive fixture focus (laughs) so jay do whatever you want with that um he's not gonna do anything with it (laughs) yeah no that's good Uh, (laughs) so my three tips one know the deadlines know what know when your deadlines are um if If the deadlines are, if you've got Friday games, if the deadline's on Saturday, or if the deadline's on like a Tuesday because there's midweek games, just know in advance when your deadlines are so you can make the appropriate actions. Um, And going along with that, one thing that I like to do is um, some pod. There's this one podcast that uses the uses the term um, the phrase to set your bus team. So like, what they mean by that is as soon as the game week starts. Set your team for the next week just in case you get hit by a bus and you can't <laughs> and you don't make that. You don't sure make you'd that have more change. important thing story about than fantasy <laughs> Premier League <laughs> yeah. at that point. So yeah. Life and
1: death are all of us, right?
2: <laughs> so I love that, right? It's a yeah, it's, it's stuck with me. So <laughs> that's just one thing to do. Um, so that way you don't have to worry about making move like setting your lineups or anything. Do it as soon as the game week starts, make set your lineup for the next game week. Um yeah. And then going along with transfers, um, make sure you have at least.
0: Ooh, we'll never. Know. I think we
2: we might have lost seven there for a second.
0: He's going to tell us make sure we have at least something.
2: Uh, Evan, when you're back, feel free to to at slide it. Right okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. I'm back. <laughs> so number two, have at least twelve known quantities that will start um, as best as you can know that. So keep your transfers kind of fixed around that. And as soon as you have like um, enough starters and at least one person to come off the bench, um, then you can make kind of those luxury big move transfers um, for players that are already going to play to another player that's already going to play. So just make sure your bench is in good shape. Um, And number three is have fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's it. Okay. So, I, I honestly didn't know what I was gonna say for that. I was I knew that my third tip was gonna be have fun, and I was like, I'll probably say some more stuff after that. But then after I said it, I was like, nah. It played off good. of your mic
1: cutting off really well though. Like, yeah. It left left me hanging for a second whether you had more to say or
0: not.
2: Uh, that, Perfect for
0: whatever reason reminded me of like instructions like a preschool teacher would send home with their kids. <laughs> For their parents to do, it's like, oh well, third thing, have fun. Yeah. Uh, well, we will have fun. Um okay. Uh do you want to do dress to the false nines? Let's do it. Um so this week, my question was inspired by a couple different things. The first thing was a picture of Timothy Chalamet that I saw over the week <laughs> where he was where he was wearing a Chelsea hat. A Chelsea baseball cap, huh. um, just walking down the street wearing wearing a dark a dark blue Chelsea cap. Um, the other thing was, I don't know if y'all saw in the Champions League, um, in one of the games last week, Antonio Conte wore a baseball cap on the sidelines and looked incredible. I thought, um, and it got me thinking about how just hats in general are so uncommon in the Premier League. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp is the big exception to that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> why did you already find the image? Let's see. Oh, yeah, there it is. Timothy Chalamet and a Chelsea cap, um, Looking pretty good. Um, so Klopp is the obvious exception. And I almost don't even put Klopp into the same category as some of the other managers because, like, it seems like Klopp has just found like the look that fits him best. I almost forget that he's wearing a hat most of the time, even though he is. I think you might be muted, Wyatt. White. I think you might be muted, just FYI.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I. when you said nobody wears a hat, I was like, oh, yeah, literally no one wears a hat. And then you said Klopp. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course Klopp wears a hat. Yeah, it's, it's become Uh, so much part of his identity that I don't even
0: think he wears a baseball hat because it's just, just nuts. It's wild. And, and it just looks so good. Like I love the way that the Liverpool badge looks on a cap. I think it looks awesome. And it's, I think it's more of a thing in like in Italian league specifically, there's this one, (laughs) uh, I don't know if why you can do a quick Google search for the the the, uh, Fiorentina coach wears a baseball cap sometimes and looks like a, just a total geek when he does it. Um, But anyway, this got me thinking about hats in the Premier League, and basically, what I want to do for Dress to the False Nines is this: I want to give you each of you three hats, and you have to assign them to one each to a Premier League manager to wear. Okay? Oh, love it. So the first one is like a baseball cap, and uh, oh yeah, there he is. Um,
1: it's a, just a plain. The Fiorentina manager is just wearing a plain hat. There's nothing on it.
0: But I think what's important about that is he like wears it on the top of his head. So he like indents it. Yeah, It's like a real, just a really bad look. Um, so you get, you get three base, you get three hats. The first is just a, a classic like baseball style cap that has the badge of the team in question on it. The second one is a bucket hat that may or may not have the badge on it. Um, and the third one is a Carhartt beanie. Um <laughs> And so you have each of these three hats, the baseball cap, the um, bucket hat, and the Carhartt beanie, and you have to assign one each to a Premier League manager. Um, who are you, get? and this can be, you know, who you want to see wear them. This could be a punishment, perhaps, uh, if you want to <laughs> meet out punishment to someone. Um, but that's, that's my question. What do you guys
2: think? Oh, wow. Um, geez. Uh, uh, Wyatt, do you have anything in mind? Yeah, I've got a clean sweep already. Hoping oh, to go ahead. Give it you, to us. You go, Wyatt. <laughs> all,
1: right. all right. For a for the beanie, for the Carhartt beanie. Uh, well, so I will just say in general that we've got a glut of, like, young, pretty cool managers in the Premier League right now. And yeah. so um, I feel like we've got some better options for the ball cap and the uh, the – well, all these are cool all these hats are cool who am i kidding Uh,
0: (laughs) i'd wear all of them yeah i
1: would um but uh nuno santo with wolves he's got a bald head he seems like he would definitely want a hat um and (laughs) he he, he really strikes me as a guy that would wear a carhartt beanie uh i don't know what it what it is about him i think that the beard would pair nicely with a beanie totally um i'm giving him the beanie uh bucket hats i know are real trendy and so you would think that i might give this to one of the cool young managers but uh it goes to steve bruce for me a pretty <laughs> a pretty pretty affable fellow uh,
2: uh <laughs> i totally forgot steve bruce I,
1: was was even <laughs> a thing I, uh, I think steve bruce in a tracksuit and uh in a in a bucket hat would uh, just be a look on the side. Are we talking about them wearing them on the sideline yeah, or just like, yeah, definitely. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. On okay, the yeah. sideline.
1: Uh, maybe that's, I feel for sure that I've seen Nuno Santo wear one when he's managing wolves, uh, a, um,
0: a beanie. Yeah, he um, definitely has before.
1: So that may be a cheat answer. Maybe that's no, it makes sense. no. No, 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 um, no. But uh, yeah, Steve Bruce in a tracksuit suit in a, in a Newcastle, um, bucket hat especially if you can get it like with white and black stripes oh
0: my god that would be... like, like the like a bear bryant hat but with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine
1: imagine uh, a stadium full of newcastle supporters steve Bruce becomes a legend and they're all... <laughs> they're all just like alabama fans do you can have uh the the women supporters and they like dresses with the with the pattern on it just like uh just like the Alabama fans do when they get in their get up. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love that so much. Uh, and then the ball cap. Oh man. I, well, Hmm. I thought I had the answer for this, but it's tougher the more, I think like Arteta Lampard and Guardiola are the three that jump out at me. Uh, but I feel like it wouldn't be a big deal for Frank and, and Mikel to wear a ball cap. And so I'm going to put it on pep's head with a sweater and and, uh, Taylor's celebrating. That was was my choice too. Okay. Um, I think his sweaters with a ball cap would be a a nice way of dressing it down a little bit. It'd be a fun, fun change of of pace, but um, I don't know. I like, I like Pep's style, so I don't mean to, force him to change but he just seems like he'd look good with a ball cap on yeah i think he has a good shape of head for a ball cap yeah maybe that's it yeah and going back to what i was talking about with Nuno santo to a bald head with a beard or like a close sh- uh, cut with a beard i think is a good good look for a hat too
2: yeah i've got i've got mine all right give it to us okay so um i'm kind of matching um personalities okay to these hats <laughs> nice so, uh, what do y'all want me to start with? Whatever you want. Okay, well, we'll go with the first one that immediately popped in my head. Um, the, the, the person that is going to wear a bucket hat is a little, um, bends the rules, <laughs> and not really bends the rules, but like does things um, in, in a way that's like new or... Uh, innovative or trying to like be a little quirky sometimes and the person that has implemented that at this club would be marco bielsa for leeds oh yeah that was I my love fucking that. hat pick too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he would look just so goofy over there but oh also gosh. he's just the type of person that like implements weird rules like um like when he showed up at leeds he just had them redo the entire parking lot and like, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's like, if you're gonna like do weird stuff like that, you're wearing a bucket hat.
0: Yeah, I think just to to dilate on that a little bit, I think the a bucket hat would take Marcelo Bielsa's outfit from like. <laughs> dad like dad lad- lounging around the house to like runway very quickly <laughs> it's like all all the same things like tracksuit bottoms and a puffer jacket with a bucket hat is very different than just tracksuit bottoms and a puffer jacket it is and
2: sitting on his bucket too yeah
1: uh, oh i full, didn't
2: think about that look. oh my god how did i not think about that yeah of course that's the like the obvious answer i love that he sits he's on sitting it. on a bucket and yeah, he's got a bucket really. on his head. I love everything okay. about Bielsa, he's great. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the person we'll do um let's see. Oh um, so the manager that tries to play it as low key as possible and just tries to blend right in and wear just a ball cap is gonna be Ole Gunnar Gunnar yeah, Solskjaer. That's a He's choice. just he's just trying to not take the spotlight and so He's just gonna try to be as normal as possible. He'll right. like zip up. He'll zip up his jacket so that all you can see yeah. is a hat. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get me out of here. Just
1: try um, to hide for a few more weeks. Keep his job, job as long as possible.
2: And then the the person that's wearing a beanie is obviously going to be very practical. The beanie keeps mm. your head warm. That's a very practical application. the The practical coach of the league is. Roy Hodgson from Crystal Palace, <laughs> he's, he's, wearing, he's wearing the Carhartt beat me. <laughs> he's getting things done. He's locking it down in the back, and he's got Zaha up top, the little, the little puff ball, Zaha <laughs> up top to do Best all perfect. of this magic. Oh, the nice part
1: is that uh is that taylor specified a carhartt beanie so it's like a person with a it was on top of style trends you know this isn't like the first beanie they grab from the store they like they want the carhartt branded one and i love to yes. think that that's roy Hodgson.
2: <laughs> wow oh, of course he would probably grab it on accident but oh yeah he i went to my company not at <laughs>
0: <Universal>. <laughs> at the boutique yeah oh my gosh what That's were your great. choices
1: so, yeah, taylor taylor uh so you guys
0: said two of them so i think oh. my hat was pep guardiola although i think um a i think oligander Solskjaer is a good one partially because what i think is so interesting about hats in the ital in syria in italy is that you'll see managers wear them with like suits like a baseball mm-hmm. cap with a suit which is like such a weird jarring look um but I think it, it's kind of fun, so I think that would be cool. Um, be also with the bucket hat, and then uh, my Carhartt uh, beanie would be Graham Potter from Brighton. Nice. He looks like a like a cool teacher.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he does kind of look like that.
0: Yeah, he does. Um, so those would be my three. I think I like also it. before we get off the subject, um, special recognition goes to. Um, I think what is the most I think there are a couple different options but the manager I would most like to see in a hat would be uh, Brendan Rogers and I would want him to wear I mean like a Peaky Blinders derby cap is like the natural, <laughs> the natural thing but I think yeah, would great in like either a, a like English policeman's helmet or <laughs> like, or, or like a World War Two like made, like a olive green army helmet <laughs> <laughs> brandon
1: rogers looks is so normal looking but he is also so funny looking at the same time and i don't know how that's possible how he's able to pull off both uh, but yeah i mean put that man in a in a police hat wow i like he's definitely i will also give him my award for manager i would most like to see in a hat yeah it's a good award
0: i just want to like i would love to say okay him, go put on a hat and then see what he comes <laughs> back with <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> have each of those three options laid out which is he choosing oh man wow well that's a uh, that's just to the false nines for this week um is there anything else we want to say before we wrap things up
2: no
1: thanks Wyatt for
2: coming on
1: Thank you guys. This was a blast. I had so much fun, and I also uh, have been loving love listening to your podcast. I, uh, Tim and Jake, the two most recent guests, were both great listens. Loved hearing from them, and uh, thank you guys for inviting me. Looking forward to a good and competitive year. We've got a lot of great teams. I've never been in a, a league that has so many has so many people trying and and doing so well too. So uh, yeah, it's an exciting time to be playing Premier
0: League fantasy totally and we'll have to check back in with you about whether you feel empowered now that you've been on the podcast um with a kind of uh with a kind of special bounce that players yeah well yeah I, we'll see how
1: the players perform this week i uh yeah. you guys said to, for the time being maybe stick to my guns and so uh we'll see may I even captain timo since you guys believe in him so much i did last week <laughs> taylor is still not approving
2: <laughs> don't go too far. i don't I don't know about captioning, him, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, well on that note, I, I guess we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up. Uh, all
0: right. Well, um, it was good to talk to you guys all. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.